What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of the March 4th with Mike Bauman podcast. If you made it here, you're smart because you're listening to the show. As my fridge kicks on in the background, because my studio is my dining room. Hey! Um, I don't know what that voice was, but big journeys start with small steps. And uh, my my studio is my dining room table with my uh, my little mixing board and my microphone and all y'all listening to the show so you know big dreams you know start with start with one one step at a time baby but uh i i truly mean it when i say thank you to everybody who listens it's been great as i keep saying to see the show continue to grow and to see people checking it out um it's it's crazy that i'm approaching episode 100 which i'm really excited about it's just a cool milestone to to you know, just to stick with something, you know, there's, there's been numerous times in my life where I've started things and I didn't finish them. And you always feel worse, right? Because I, I never want to be defined as a quitter. When I look back on my life, it's not even what other people think of me. It's what I think of myself. I, I, I don't want to look at something and go, oh, I didn't give my, my best effort. That's something that I really love to do. And I didn't give my best effort, right? I said I wanted to get back in shape, but then in my workouts, I was just kind of going through the motions, or I said I wanted to do my podcast again, and then I I sputtered with it, and I just kind of did it part and parcel here and there. Like I've really committed to this because I really love doing it, and I, I just, I really had to get back into it, man. Like I had that itch to scratch. I love connecting with people. This isn't just because I enjoy the sound of my own voice. Because to be honest with you, I've gotten used to the sound of my own voice, but I don't love hearing the sound of my own voice. Um, as many of you know, and I think we even talk about it on this episode, like the way you sound inside your own skull is way different than what you actually sound like. And it took me a while to just get used to hearing my voice and not feeling like cringy, like, ooh, I'm like, I sound like that. I talk like that. Uh, but anyway, man, so um, know it know that I, I mean it when I say I, I I genuinely thank all of you for checking out the show, especially if this is your first time listening. Welcome aboard the pirate ship, baby. But uh but yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just super stoked about just trying to grow things in a positive way and use my platform to connect with people in a positive way. And and I've had the opportunity just to talk to so many cool people over these last three years as I as I start to get a little bit reflective approaching episode one hundred, man. Um you know, from from personal friends of mine and colleagues of mine to business owners and uh, mostly musicians because I love music and I've tried to give a little bit of everything with that. Um, obviously, most of it's been heavy music because that's the stuff that I dig the most. But you know, from hip hop to country to trap to trap metal to metalcore, uh, new metal, punk, pop punk. I mean, I've I've really tried to to cover the whole gamut here, and uh, I'm just. I'm just really grateful and really thankful to see people listening. 
uh, to see people listening from different parts of the world. So for those of you who listen a lot, I know I probably sound like I'm repeating myself, but I guess I'm just still kind of, um, I don't, and I don't even mean this in like a self-righteous way. I, I guess I'm just kind of in awe that uh, three years later, to, to be closing in on episode 100 of March 4th, you know, not not counting the old school stuff with Bauman's Breakdown, but just with March 4th is, uh, you know, I'm not a prideful person, but I'm just, uh, I'm happy that I've stuck with it and I'm happy that I've been able to connect with people in a positive way because that's really what it's all about, man. Um, uh, I could talk to myself, but that's boring and weird. <laughs> and I am weird. But it's like at the end of the day, it, it's uh, it's way more fun to to connect with people, um, even though I'm definitely an introverted extrovert. I, I really love doing this stuff. So to everybody who supports the show, to everybody who takes the time to tell a friend to tell a friend, to like and subscribe, leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple, all those things go a long way in helping the show get out to more people. And that's ultimately what I want, man, because there's a lot of great people that I get to talk to on this show, and they deserve their flowers, as the kids say. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Muchas gracias. This week's guest, or actually I should say guess, uh, with an S, uh, I'm, I, it was a pleasant surprise. So the guy that I thought I was going to get just, a, just solo um, reached out to me, I think the day of the episode, and was like, hey, man, would it be cool if I get, get my friends on? Who, who I've who I've done work with musically I'm like yeah for sure dude the more the merrier and this guy actually heard about me through the episode that I did with a band out of North Carolina who's heavy and gnarly and awesome unfortunately I did not get a chance to see their live tour recently um but I, I love those dudes shout out discoveries this dude heard the discoveries episode and I think saw me post about it on on Instagram or saw them post about it and he hit me up and was like, yo, man, I would love to get on the show. And I'm like, for sure. So I circled back with him this year and, and was able to get him. He is none other than Lo, a.k.a. Logan the Drummer. Um, his real name is Logan Abdo. And Logan is a really inspirational dude. Um, he, he was born with Vodder Syndrome. And uh, basically to explain that in layman's terms, uh, it's like birth defects. So even though... He, he's dealt with that throughout his life. The dude has been a force of nature musically, and, and, and it has not stopped him at all from chasing his dreams. He's got one hell of a voice, and I'm not just saying that because he was kind enough to do the show. Like, What comes out of this dude is, is, is awesome. It's so gnarly. It's so awesome. He can do great melodies and sing, but he can also scream and growl with the best of them, and his music ranges from like, you know, trap to like dubstep to metal metalcore he, he there's so many influences in his music and it's it's just really cool to to see all of that come out and he actually teamed up with the other two guys that he brought on the show with him which I was super stoked to get he teamed up on a track called Lazarus Rising with these dudes which just came out on February 10th so the other two guests that I have on this podcast in addition to low and that's what he goes by with his music name on spotify and everything are chill panic and little titan these guys are also dope musicians in their own right um chill panic produces as well um and and in this conversation you hear about not only these guys collaborating for lazarus lazarus rising which all of them do vocals on and it's dope as you guys will hear 
but um, they've got future stuff coming up and and you hear about their friendship beyond just collaborating musically in this podcast and you hear about how they came together how individually they all got into the music that they that they do and they're just all real talented down-to-earth cats man so I was super excited when Lo hit me up and was like yo I'd love to get my friends on and when I saw that it was Chill Panic and Little Titan, I was super stoked, man, because I loved Lazarus Rising and, and how it turned out. And also went and checked out Little Titan stuff. The links for all their stuff will be in the podcast description, man. But um, but yeah, if you are a fan of heavy music, if you're a fan of metalcore, if you're a fan of just 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 that dirty, grimy element to music, man, and, and, you know, and just that rawness, like these guys really bring that. And, and Lazarus Rising um was was really dope um again it came out on february 10th i think it's already approaching like six thousand streams or something like that on spotify um i know they did a video recently too that that dropped uh just a few days ago as of recording the intro and close to this show so i'm really excited for these dudes and and, and they've got more to come which you will hear about in this conversation so without further ado I'm going to show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Low, Little Titan, and Chill Panic. Here it is. All righty, Daddy. Well, there she is, gentlemen. Thank you so much again for taking the time to do the podcast. I appreciate y'all joining me. Uh, before we officially get started, why don't you guys um, let the listeners know your name, so that way they they know uh, who's talking when you're speaking. I'm Logan, aka Lo. I'm from Roxbury, North Carolina. I do metalcore, trap metal, pop, all that kind of stuff. Oh, should I go? My name is Chill Panic. I'm sorry, I don't talk like that. But um, <laughs> my name is Chill Panic. I'm also from North Carolina. Uh, I do production, engineering, I sing, do my own artist stuff, everything from like psychedelic, like tool type of stuff to, to the crazy shit with Logan, with the Lazarus Rising and stuff like that. Uh, I'm Little Titan. I'm an artist from Las Vegas, Nevada. I make trap metal, all sorts of different types of music. Been working with Logan and Chill Panic for a long time. And it's uh, Titan with a Y, T-Y-T-A-N instead of an I. Yeah. Well, yeah, dudes. Like, let's let's start there, man. And uh, it's it's been awesome just listening to Lowe's music, getting ready for this. And like you guys both mentioned, you you guys have collabed with him. Uh, Lazarus Rising uh, was dope, and also Oblivion Eyes uh, was a crazy track too. That's that's a real banger. But um, just just talk about your guys' relationship musically, man. Uh, Lowe, I know you've got. Um, you know, quite the story um, and have really been cranking out the tunes these last couple of years. So let's just start there as far as how you guys all came to know each other and collaborate with each other musically. Absolutely. So back in 2020, I was doing the whole chat metal thing, but I was buying leases off people who have worked with like Star-Lord, um, City Morgue, Cameron Ozzy, people like that. And there was one in particular, I'd found a beat called, um, I think it the song's called burn but the beat was called something else and i hit up the producer about it and he was like oh man little titan has that beat and i had heard little titan before through another producer i was like "Ooh, i'm gonna hit him up and so we hit it i hit him up and then we came best friends and we now have a lot more songs together yeah uh basically 
I think the beat was called like Kill or something. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, uh, me and Logan work with a mutual producer. His name is Kenny Graves. Uh, he has produced Apocalypse by Scarlord with uh, Brian Spencer, who's another good friend of ours. And uh, who actually, I think, goes by Riff Grimes now. He used to be Brian Spencer. But uh, basically, I bought the beat from Kenny like a long time ago. And Logan like hopped into my DM and was like, hey, man, I really like your music. But I saw you bought that beat from Kenny and I really like to be on it. And at first, at first, I wasn't like sure because usually I never get like something like that. Like at the time, I wasn't getting like a lot of people were just like, yeah, I want to work with you. So it caught me off guard. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know what? If you like spit the most fire verse, I'll let you on it. And sure enough, he sent me back the verse within like a day. And we talked a little bit on FaceTime and he was super cool. And then uh, basically working towards my album, I did an album called Rituals. And that was with my good friend Morgoth Beats, who's in Winds of Plague, uh, the guitarist in Winds of Plague. And uh, I basically was like, like I had like some of the project done and one of the songs that Morgoth had like sent me was like had like crazy guitars on it. And so I was like, Logan would sound crazy on this. So I like called him one day and I was like, bro, you got to hop on this song. And he's like, absolutely. I want to be on a song with Morgoth. And that happened. And I've had him on like multiple different songs, like different people. I've worked with Noah Sebastian of Bad Omens uh, and just like different people in the metal scene. So Logan has definitely collaborated with me on like a few other like tracks with other people in metal and stuff. And he honestly, like he just has like such a gift to him. You know, I think his story is crazy. And the fact of like when I first found out he was like recording on an iPad and how crazy he sounded <laughs> and then just having him like getting mixed and mastered and like him doing more of a professional sense. It, it's crazy now. Like he has come so far and I'm like really amazed with like how far like he's going to go after that. So, yeah, he's super sick. And I love that he wanted to collaborate with me because he's phenomenal. Thank you. <laughs> yeah and then uh so logan and little titan and my brother slick uh he's a rapper slxc um they all collaborated on one of my beats i think logan was the first one to you were the one that found the beat i think yeah and, yeah because he started working with sebastian yeah yeah that's right that's right and then little titan was on that one and Logan was talking about he was about to get it mixed and mastered by Sammy, I think. And I was like, and I was trying to practice uh, mixing and mastering at the time. So I was like, you trying to trying to let me do it? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, man. And uh, so then I did it. And then I was making a lot of beats at the time. So then uh, Logan and Little Titan hopped on more songs on some of my beats. And then that just like... I don't know what the fuck happened. Just a bunch of songs happened after that. Logan told me about Chill Panic. Um, It was on that song. The song is called Lit. It's unreleased currently. And uh, Logan had me on the song. And he, uh, I think I had like hopped in a call with him and Slick, which is Chill Panic's brother. And we were all just like talking. And he kind of told me about Chill and stuff. And then Chill mixed the song. And I remember when Logan sent it to me, I was like, yo, this mix sounds pretty hard. And I think I had like chill panic, like change like one thing, but like he got it perfect. And I was like, what the hell? And then uh, he had posted one day, like beats on his SoundCloud. 
And I went and I checked them out because I was like, yo, like, you know, this guy also produced for people. I know I'm going to check out some of his beats. And I did. And I was like, yo, these beats are crazy. So I asked him to send me like more. And then ever since then, he's just been like producing for me and Logan and mixing and mastering stuff. So he's super sick. I I love what he does. He's he's phenomenal. Thank you, Mr. Titan. That means the world to me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> well, you touched on it, man, and I'm sure fans of fans of Low um, obviously are going to be aware. But Logan, and I'm sure you probably get tired of 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 getting asked this, but just reading about your story, man, is it it's it's Vader syndrome? Am I saying that right? Yeah, Vader syndrome. Uh, basically, Vader syndrome. what it yeah, I don't really know too much about it. Um, I do know that like I'm missing the lower back, and I've researched it in the past, and I've seen people who have you know better than me, worse than me. It's just kind of like a spectrum, kind of like uh, a lot of disabilities. Yeah, and, and I and I saw too. Uh, again, some people might know, some people might not might, might not know. But you were on Wheel of Fortune, was it with your grandma? But that was like right after you had a what a double kidney infection. So you so you have one kidney. Is yeah, that-, that was after a kidney infection, and right before I got it taken out. Yep, twenty seventeen. Dude, that's crazy. So, I mean, for anybody listening to this, man, um, again, if you're not familiar with, with Lowe's music and Lil Titan and, and, and Chill Panic, man, like definitely check it out. But uh, to me, to me, man, nobody, there should be no excuses when I, when I look at your body of work and I look, look at what you've put out and uh, and what you're doing, man, like that's that's really uh, an inspiring thing, you know, to to see the work that you're putting in and to see you getting lit at the shows too, man. Uh, a couple of those, those pictures, I know one of them ended up on metal injection crowd surfing. Uh, I don't know if that was the motionless and white show or blue Ridge rock fest, but, uh, but you get after it when you go to shows too, man. So it's cool to see you be a, just be a positive uh, voice in the, in the music community, dude. Thank you. It's been really fun for sure. So the, so the latest single, Lazarus Rising, I love it, man, because it combines a lot of the stuff that I like. I mean, there's there's metal in there, there's like trap in there, there's electronic stuff going on, and and Lo, I know your music explores all those things, but but Little Titan and, and Chill Panic, can you guys hop in here too and just talk about uh, the different elements going on in that tune? Because there's there's a lot, but it's it's smooth as hell in terms of front to back, you know, in terms of blending the genres in, in a really awesome way. I really think that heavy music fans are going to dig it. Yeah. Um, well, so the way it started out was Logan wanted a, um, what was it? It was like a bring me the horizon mix with electric cowboy type beat. So basically just like some like synthy metal stuff and then I made it. And then I heard the guitars on the chorus and I just had this like melody in my head and I was like, yo, can I sing on this? And he was like, yeah, man. And then, uh, it just kind of tumbled from there. But the uh, the thing with the meshing the genres together really well, not to try to toot my own horn or anything, but that was kind of like where Chill Panic, the like name came from. When I first started making music, it was electronic and I wanted to make like these really emotional verses and then have super heavy bass drops. So and I've gone through basically every genre of music. And after you make like I've probably made like 200 songs and. Once you do enough of them where you're trying to blend different genres, you start understanding like what makes something sound cool in this genre versus this genre and what needs to be loud and what drums to use and stuff like that. When it, when it came to, 
when it came to Lazarus Rising, uh, Chill Panic and Logan just basically like hit me up and they were like, hey, do you want to be on this song? And then uh, I had heard the part that they wanted me on. And I heard like, I think the first vocals that were laid down were me and Chills because uh, Chill did the hook and I heard the hook and I was like, this is crazy. And then I uh, just laid down my part over like the little rap part and I thought it was super sick. And then the song just kind of came together once Logan all of his parts and it just overall i just really like you know the whole the whole song in general so it was kind of like my nature usually whenever like if i'm hit with a dope song nine times out of ten i'm probably just gonna get on it because i like what, how it sounds um but this one was very different because it was like it reminded me of some like metalcore like type songs and i had never like been on a song like that i've always asked bands or like people i knew like yo get me on something like that and they just kind of never did but Logan and Chill Panic were like, yo, be on this. And I was like, okay. And then I just did it really quickly because I was like, I, I like how it sounds. Uh, so. It was like a day or two that you sent that. And mm-hmm. it's just like ready to go. Yeah. Cool. Me, me, like, I, I try to work so quickly. I try to give stuff back, like, really, like, quick. I never try to, like, waste time because it'll linger on my mind of, like, oh, I owe this person a verse or a song or, you know, whatever. So. I try to get it done, frankly, quick, you know, especially if I like really like the song. It's like, you know, say less. For sure. So for you guys, man, I always like to ask, too, how did you like what what bit you about about heavier music? Um, I, I I always like to to kind of start with people as far as like what that bug was. For me, it was it was Metallica because of like a lot of people, but because of my my big brother, um, who I've mentioned numerous times on the show, my big brother, Brandon, like he was into heavy music and and still listens to it. But in the nineties, man, he was a teenager. So corn and Metallica and guns and roses, all those bands. And I wanted to be like him. And then I found that that music just spoke to me the most. So for you guys, um, what, what was that, that rabbit hole moment? Was it a song? Was it a person? Was it an album? Do you guys remember what, what pulled you into kind of more of the heavy music sphere? I think um, I heard Breaking Benjamin's So Cold on the radio when I was like 15. And I was like, damn, this is amazing. And then I started listening to Three Days Grace and Rise Against. And then it progressively got heavier. And then the guy that taught me how to play guitar was into all these deathcore bands like Infant Annihilator and Cannibal Corpse and stuff like that. And he showed me like a mirror. And Lamb of God, Lamb of God was the one that like I really went hard on for a long time. And yeah, I don't know what happened. It it just fucking bit me and <laughs> kept biting. Logan, you go. All right. Yeah. For me, it started when I was actually really, really, really young. I think like six or seven. I heard Queen for the first time. And then from there it turned into like ACDC and then Metallica and all that. And then when I was 13, I saw my first metal show out at a little place called Palace Point. It's like a movie theater, arcade, and it was dope. I just saw, like, the local metal scene and, like, metalcore and all that, and it was, I was like, I'm going to be here one day. And then, boom, I was there, and I've been here ever since. It's awesome, and yeah. For for me, it was uh, my dad, like, basically grew me up on, like, 80s rock bands and stuff like that. And then I kind of was not, like, when when like I was younger, it wasn't like something that like drew to me when I when I was younger. But I heard it all the time, so I'd hear like you know King Diamond and Led Zeppelin and ACDC and all that stuff. And uh, basically, I started getting into rap music when I was in like 
seventh grade, I bought Little Wayne's I'm Not a Human Being too during that time. So I was like super into rap. And then when I was in high school, I started kind of like trying to make music, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the best, but it was kind of like edgy and like different than everybody else. And I just kind of kept at it. And one of the first producers that I ever like worked with, like professionally was Morgoth Beats. And he comes from Winds of Plague, obviously. So he's like from that like heavy background and stuff. And so like, basically over time as I was working with like people in the trap metal scene, like Morgoth, Brian Spencer, all those people, I was just kind of like getting like the influence of like, Oh, I'm going to check out this. Cause I, I didn't, I wasn't like fully like a hardcore kid. I wasn't a scene kid. None of that. I don't try to claim to be none of that, but definitely like I was being showed that and I would listen to artists that they would work with and like, or just stuff that I saw. And I was like, this is like sick. I want to like, like put my hand into it. And I tried one song and I was not good at screaming. And eventually I ended up working with this kid named Avarice and he did like a trap metal song with me. And when he did it, it like basically like I could knew I like knew that I could scream like after I did that song. And so I kept like going at like at it and at it and at it. So trap metal songs kept like stacking because I was just like trying to try my hand in different stuff. And I kind of liked rapping over guitars and like different shit. Cause I didn't want to just like sound like everybody else. So like I started from like making rap stuff to like, now I'm making like trap, but like infused with metal and like electronic stuff and like all that, you know, sort of jazz. So it just started from there. Got to here. Yeah. And it sounds like that's something that all three of you guys, that's like a common thread is, is the, the genre blending. Cause like low stuff, um no way out that album to me is like it, it's almost like a heavy like dubstep yes. invincible and um heavy hearts are are definitely to me like more more metalcore infused and more like you know uh, and and i wouldn't say like straight up metalcore in general but i mean it's a totally different vibe than no way out so it's cool to see the mm-hmm. different the different influences man like you know I, I mean obviously i love lazarus rising but dead to me death gripped is a banger that's just a beater i don't i don't know how i'm sure that one if, if you play that one live people just slam to that one but invincible is obviously a really inspiring track a header behind um heavy hearts and then oblivion eyes is another one where it's just like you you just bang your head to that and crank that up so so it's it's cool to see um the different genres that you guys all explore but would you say that's a common bond between the three of you is the fact that you guys all kind of like to dabble in and experiment with with the different the different music genres yeah absolutely i definitely um when i started working with logan and even just like over time i've shown him like several different rappers and stuff because like i keep my ear to the ground when it comes to like the scene because i'm from vegas and like you know so like la and vegas like the kind of scenes are like you know you learn some people some people go to state like la over there you know they come to vegas or stuff so everybody kind of like knows each other so you know, when I find out about a new artist or something I like, I'll show Logan. Sometimes we try to like make something similar to that or whatever, just because, you know, we like how it sounds. So like me and Logan definitely like have that bond, like, cause we talk almost every day. So like I show him music or he'll show me something he likes and we just kind of like work with that. And chill is always good because he can like make pretty much anything. So he can make something that sounds like super extremely like hardcore and then make it sound like super trap or like, something melodic as hell like beautiful sounding so it's like the combination of us three is really cool and the fact of like how we work together as separate artists 
Yeah, these guys are like true fucking artists because if I had a dollar for every time somebody hit me up, it was like, I want something that's like completely unique and different, but I want it to sound exactly like this other person. <laughs> then I would not have to have a job and be doing music full time. But um, so like, so it's, it's a really good combination because I like being experimental and trying out shit and that doesn't always work. And when it doesn't work, I mean, they're never like, fuck you. That sounds weird. You know, it's like they're they're always like willing to like try something that's a little different out. Like the uh, actually the trap bass or the bass and the trap metal part of Lazarus Rising is from a like a serum preset pack I made a long time ago for melodic dubstep. And a lot of like dubstep basses or electro stuff works really good with trap metal and so yeah, we have a good combination because they're super open and do their blends of genres, and then that's what I love to do. So we just come together like a like a never mind. Back and feel. <laughs> <laughs> and you said uh, all all three of you guys are singing on Lazarus Rising. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh wait, yeah, I'm I sing the chorus. Uh, Logan sings the bridge. And, and screams on the intro and the and raps on the intro and verse and little titan does the second verse yeah there's like a there's like a part within so basically like logan is first in the song chill goes second logan comes back in for like two bars and then it's my rap verse then chill goes back in there's like a little bridge part of like a speech and then logan comes back in and chill ends the song yeah, because listening to it a few times like i i i felt like i i knew just from Little Titan, your voice and, and Lowe's voice, but I, I that I didn't know Chill Panic that you were singing on that one too. I thought it was somebody else, but you know, I was like, I, I don't know. I can't I'm trying to figure it out. So that's cool that that all three of you guys got on there. When when did you guys dis- discover your voices musically? Like when did you know you could sing? Still don't feel like I can sing. <laughs> like he can. He's a he's a liar. He can. He, he, can. Like, he has a beautiful voice. But I mean, it started when I was like, uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I wrote my first song when I was nine and I was like trying to sing then. But um, do you remember the song? What it was called? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was called I Miss My Dog. And it was a country song because <laughs> uh, my dog, uh, I think he ran away. Oh, I man. still don't know for sure. But yeah. Do you just. I'm not gonna make you sing it, but do you still do you still know the lyrics? Oh yeah, yeah. He was there for a minute. The next day he was gone. I don't know why he left. Maybe he found a new home. All I, I know is this much. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's all good. Did he come? <laughs> did he come back or no? No, no. Oh, dude, I feel bad for bringing that up now, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It'd be like that sometime. So you were nine. You were nine when you did that, and were you playing guitar with it too? Um, no, I was just, it was just like in my head. Um, I did used to fuck around with my dad's guitar cause he was in a couple of bands and he would play like Metallica and Slayer type of stuff a lot. So, um, I would like mess around with it, but I didn't actually start playing until after I got guitar hero, uh, world tour. And then I was like, I got to fucking play guitar. And then, yeah, so that's when I started. And then maybe like a year after that or no i did like thrash metal for like two or three years then 
I went to acoustic and then that's when I started writing my own songs and stuff like that again, but taking it seriously. Right on. Uh, sing- singing for me was kind of random. I don't sing on Lazarus. I just kind of like basically rap and then I kind of scream on it, but I've sung on some songs. Uh, it's just kind of like kind of random. Uh, I basically just like started doing like trap and metal stuff, obviously. And then, over time, like I kind of tried like auto tuning my voice to like being different. And so singing, singing is kind of something new I'm kind of learning, but you know, I'm never opposed to it. I like to try new stuff. So kind of for me, singing is kind of random. Um, didn't really happen at like a certain amount of time, but it just happened on like one song. And then from there, I kind of like here and there have sung. With me singing was kind of more like it happened kind of randomly because everybody like, I was like, come on, Logan, sing. You scream so much. Come on, do it, do it. Like, you know what? Why not? And so I was like, I did it for like a cover of like a Juice World song. And I was like, okay, not bad. And then from there, I just kind of low-key progressed through it. And then from there, boom, I just kind of got better naturally at it. That's cool, man. And it takes it takes confidence to get behind the mic too. I mean, did you guys when, when you started like performing for people, did you did you feel like that was always in you? Because I always admire people who can who can, you know, go in front of a crowd and do their thing and just and just get a place hyped, you know, like that's it takes a lot of confidence uh to to do that. Like, was there any ever anxiety in that for you guys or or did it do you feel like it was something that came naturally as far as translating it to to live? When I started making music, I hated my voice, like recording wise, I hated it. Um, Over time, I grew to like it, just like as I started getting engineered and stuff like that. Um, Performing for the first time, I definitely had anxiety, but I just was kind of a natural on stage. I feel like people get way too nervous when they first perform. And then when you get on stage, you're just kind of natural at it. Um, It could be hard at first, like to really like get a crowd hyped up or like what to say on stage. But once you, like, get comfortable, it's really easy, you know. But I did have anxiety when I first, like, tried. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to perform. But then I just got up there and killed it. So it's like it happens. Yeah, I was um, – I actually did magic tricks and stuff a lot in, like, middle school and high school. So I would do, like, talent shows, and I would have to, like, perform in front of people. So I've always liked to perform, and it's almost like I feel better on stage. Like, I'm – probably more anxious talking to somebody one-on-one than i am on stage but i still don't have like the uh i, I just had my first performance actually recently because of logan appreciate you logan. Yeah. appreciate you bro and, <laughs> and i was definitely not good at getting the crowd hype um so i gotta work on that but it was it was still like a lot of fun and yeah i was a little nervous but it wasn't like terrible i think once we all three perform on stage at some point that's gonna be, that's gonna be so fucking wait. crazy yeah we have to do that yeah fucking powerhouse <laughs> yeah i mean if it was your if it was your first time on stage man yeah it takes time like back in the day when i used to do high school games i, w- I would do color commentary and play-by-play and sideline reporting and stuff and there was one time where i was back at my alma mater and it was it was within the first year that i had been broadcasting cuz i never wanted to be on camera i i just i started out writing back in the day like music features and sports writing and stuff so broadcasting was new to me and i i would always have my notes just like i do for this i don't write down questions but i always have notes in case i like 
you know, lose my place of like things I want to ask or whatever. Cause my mind is like a hamster in a wheel. So I go off on tangents like I'm kind of doing right now, but yeah, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was at my alma mater for this basketball game and uh, I didn't, I didn't know that they were going to throw it to me right after the national anthem. And that's what they did. And my dude, Steve was like, all right, Mike, what you got? And dude, I just, oh, <laughs> man, that's scary. on these kids names, man, I blanked on their names and I literally forgot it on air. I went red. I had, and, oh, I, no. yeah, I always, and I always try to pride myself on like remembering names and not looking at my notes. And and I would have been cool if I wouldn't have tried to be a perfectionist about it and just looked at my notes while I was talking, but I forgot their names. And so I had to like, look at my notes. And I remember at halftime, I was like, Mike, because the, the guy who, uh, the guy who ran it, uh, and we're still we're still close. Shout out Mike Jameson from Toledo Sports Network. I was like, Mike, you have to take that out, dude. Like, I just I just fell apart. You have to take that. He's like, ah, oh, bomber. It wasn't that bad. It happens, man. But uh, but but those are those those moments, though, man, where it's just like at the end of the day, nothing. Like, I try to remind myself of that because I have anxiety and OCD issues and stuff. And it's like, man, nothing is that important to get that worked up about. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you got to take pride in your work, but at the same time, you got to have fun. And that's and that's how you learn. You make mistakes, and and kind of like you were talking about, little Titan. Like I mean, it took me, um, it took me a while to get used to hearing my own voice. Like the first time you hear yourself recorded, because how you sound inside your own skull is way different than when you, you yeah, know, you're like I sound like that. That's how I talk, and like yeah, you talked like that. Forever. I'm like what? That's the yeah. worst feeling ever. Yeah, when I was rapping, I didn't put any effects on my vocals, so it, it was just all bad, man. It happens. Uh, Logan, you didn't share your experience. You got you got to share. Oh yeah, exciting experience. So for me, I actually started performing in like theater and all that when I was like, I think yeah, six or seven, and so it really kind of came natural to me through that, and also I practiced through making YouTube videos and stuff, and so at my first show about 10 years ago I was a drummer at the time it was really cool and um yeah I was just a little night 15 year old playing my first rock show I thought it was so awesome and I never wanted to give it up and then when I was 16 I did it again but I was a guest vocalist for you know who's being woe is me is yeah I'm familiar issues. Yeah. okay so a couple members of that band um, formed another band at the time called Curse Sales, and I had um, found them through Twitter and ended up doing a guest vocal spot with them at one of their shows, and it, it was, yeah. So for me, it's just kind of been like a natural. I've always kind of loved it. I do get nervous, though, when the crowd's not so big. I've noticed that. When it's more, it's, it's more intimate. Yeah. Making, like, direct eye contact with people. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That that is so scary. That's so scary. And then, <laughs> like for me, because sometimes I perform on shows and everybody's just like standing, and so to get people closer to you is frightening because they'll just sometimes they'll just stand there and you're just like, come on, man, just get over here, like don't Move be scared, come on, move your body just a little. That's why I give credit to anybody who plays live, man. Like when people. You know, when people talk about stand up comedy or they talk about bands or whoever, and, and I don't, I, you know, and I try to be conscious of that too. Like, I, because people hate on stuff that they don't like. And it's like, hey, if you don't like it, it doesn't mean you have to hate on it. Just move on to the stuff that you do like. It just means it's not for you. It doesn't mean it sucks. You know what I mean? And 
people don't realize how hard it is to perform in front of people. And actually, I, I think public speaking is still one of the the greatest fears in the United States of people. Public, public you know? speaking, whenever like I spoke in class or anything in high school, I hated it. Like I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to fall apart. <laughs> like, no, I, I hated that. Um, definitely uh, what I was going to say, because you were saying stuff like, you know, like we like sometimes we hate certain things, you know, when it comes to music or whatever. I hate like there's certain songs in my discography. I cannot freaking stand. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's like stuff I am not proud of from like years ago. And I even sometimes because I like I re- I did an album and I re-released like three tracks from like my old like first time recording like with uh, Morgoth. And man, there's some people who are like, oh, yo, I love this song. And I'm like, I hate it so, <laughs> I hate it so bad. Like, you don't understand. I was not good. <laughs> that was not me at my best. But you start somewhere. I, I, I guess that's kind of the thing. Some people, I think uh, definitely a thing as a musician is to like keep, you know, your stuff like from like old kind of up so then people can see how much you've grown since. And when people don't have that, it's kind of like, oh, you started great and you're continuing to be great. They're, there's nothing of like a relatability, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's natural though, too, man. Like I was just listening to, um, I was just listening to an interview with, uh, with Jack Harlow and he was talking about how he, he can't listen to his early stuff. He's like, I, he's like, I appreciate the spirit of that kid and how bad he wanted it. And, and there was something there, but he's like, I just, I can't listen to my early stuff. You know what I mean? And, and I, and, you know, again, I'm not a musician, but in, in, in chill panic, I mean, obviously you, like you said, you produce and do, do all this work and, and combine genres and stuff. But um, I, I think that that just shows like the growth where you can look back at earlier stuff and be like, ah, I don't know. Like I I've come this far, but also I feel like, oh, you know, like different artists too. Like they, they talk about how you could work a song to death too and, and still never be happy with it. Like people could be like, Oh my God, I love this, but you might listen to it because you produced it or put it together or did the vocals on it or whatever. And you're like, Oh man, but there was this sound that I wanted to get out or was there was this effect that I wanted to try. So I feel like music is just one of those things that that's kind of what makes it so great is you're always chasing kind of like that, that next sound or the next thing that makes the, the you know, the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've that's one thing I love about it. about it. Because it's like it's like I get bored of things really easily and it's like with music it's just it doesn't matter what I do it never sounds good enough so it's like I just which is I mean it's kind of like that whole Sisyphus rolling the thing up the hill or whatever and then but that's like good because then you've got something to do that like and it it gives a lot of meaning to what you do cuz you're like always trying to make it better. I've definitely met artists that uh, hated like their song, like their song that made them big or whatever. Like, oh yeah, I have this song, but it has like a million streams and like they hate like a certain mix or something about it, you know? Um, one of the things that I tried to teach Logan when we first started working was he was recording on an iPad and he still does, but he was dropping like mixes that he did on his iPad. I was like, bro, uh, you gotta get it. I was like, I was like, bro, you got to get it professionally mixed. Like, you sound so much better. And so, like, now, Logan, the reason I feel like his music is, like, sonically just comes so far is just because, like, I feel like I gave him that nudge of, like, bro, get it professionally mixed. And he did it. Now he's going crazy. I respect the hustle, though, Logan, man, to to record into an iPad, dude. Like, that – I think that shows how much you you want it and how much you love it, man. Like, it just – 
everybody starts somewhere. That's one thing I always try to hammer, hammer home too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, especially, like I said, as somebody who even has anxiety issues and, and also don't compare yourself to other people in terms of like, Oh, this person's there and I'm here or I'm here and they're there. Like there's always failure in comparison. If you have the heart to do something and, and you have the desire to get better, that, to me, that's the most important thing. It's it, the same thing happens in sports all the time in these David versus Goliath matchups. That's why you'll see a team that maybe doesn't have as many, you know, number one recruits or whatever, and and they take out a team that that's supposed to beat them by twenty because they they just want it more and they were more prepared. They were more focused on the fundamentals. And I think music is very much the same way. You never know what's gonna pop, but I do kind of feel like the cream rises to the top. You know, you know a good song when you hear it you know, you know, when you feel something and you know, and you know, when you don't feel something, you know what I mean? So I think that's, I think that's really cool that you just had that hustle low to just, just be like, Hey, this is something I want. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Exactly. So in the time we have left fellas, and thank you again so much, man, for, for taking the time to do this. I'm really, I'm really happy. I got all three of you on here, man. Uh, low reached out to me. He's like, Hey, is it cool if I get, get my friends on here too? I'm like, absolutely, dude, let's do it. You know? And especially since I had listened to Lazarus rising a few times, I was like, yeah, let's, let's get, let's get it on, man. But, um, for you guys, you know, are there people that you look up to musically? And, and I don't necessarily mean people that you're trying to emulate or do what they do, but just people who really inspire you whether it was when you were first starting out or right now, just in terms of the way they handle their business and the way they handle themselves musically and what they put out? Uh, for me, it would definitely be uh, Linkin Park, I think, because um, when they did, like, the A Thousand Suns album, and, like, they had already changed up a little bit with Minutes to Midnight, and I heard um, uh, Blackout, where he had, like, this really calm synth going and then he's just like belting and screaming over it. I was just like, this is amazing because there's they're they're like not giving a fuck at all. And just even with them being so big and knowing that they're gonna lose fans and still like staying true to the artistry. So that's like one thing I kinda always look to when I'm trying to make stuff. I wanna see if I can do something that doesn't seem like it would work work. So they're, they're probably my biggest influence because of that. Logan, you want to go? You want me to? Okay. Uh, for me, kind of, I mean, just when it started out, it was people like Freddie Mercury. Then it's like um, more Linkin Park, Bring Me the Horizon stuff now. Because like with them, with Bring Me and Linkin Park, they kind of, they did the similar thing where they started out kind of as a heavy band. Linkin Park, they were more of a radio rock heavy band. And then Bring Me the Horizon, they were more of a deathcore band. And then now, then they both kind of formed into their own pop thing. And that's kind of, yeah, definitely a big inspiration, especially where the low has come. With, yeah, with low, but whole, oh, what am I feeling to do today? And doing that as a small artist now, instead of doing it when you're bigger and having people think, oh, you lost a soul, blah, blah, blah. You're just out for money. No, no, it's you actually genuinely like it. It's just you couldn't make it at the time because of X, Y, Z you know yeah for me uh one artist that has definitely inspired me in like the fat past like i say months maybe past year uh he's an artist from north carolina his name is kamara uh he works heavily with uh witch house 40k uh grim salvo 33 marrow and uh i think he's got stuff with like corpse and stuff uh 
he's an artist who makes like that shadow rap type stuff. And I just really like how his music sounds like really sonically. So the shadow rap stuff, like kind of when I started doing that, which is kind of like what I did on Lazarus Rising, uh, he's been an influence of that, of like how to like, you know, carry your voice or maybe try different screams and like all that sort of stuff. Uh, another artist that I definitely fuck with is uh, Sinister. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and he's just given me so much game, like on the years I've known him. Um, found him like a few years ago through a producer, Brian Spencer, and we just became like friends and he's super cool and he's given me like so much game and like taught me so much stuff. So he's definitely like an inspiration. Uh, little Zan, uh, he's a homie of mine as well. And honestly, like he's just like helped my career and like definitely his music. Like when I was listening to Trap back in like 2018 and stuff, his music like really helped me. And also X too, uh, XXX Tentacion was like one of my favorite artists of like all time. And he's just super sick. Like he kind of like made the fundamental base of like how an artist like can come up from like literally nothing and like just be making tracks to like being this like superstar who like everybody's inspired by and like gets tattoos and like, you know, loves their music and wants to, you know, spread it and share it and all that and like builds relationships off that. So, you know, definitely those are the artists I would say I'm inspired by. Yeah, he's another one that it's just sad, gone too soon. You know, you guys mentioned Juice earlier in the show too, and he's he's probably Juice is probably my favorite rapper ever. Um, like I, I got into him a lot the last last couple of years, especially with the uh, you know the anxiety and emotional kind of issues and stuff that he talked about in his in his music, man. But um, but yeah, man, I, that's I I I I hate to see artists go before their time, man. And, but but you know, like you said, Triple X. I mean, what the the legacy that he left behind with his music is just. I think that's one of the beautiful things. Like, obviously, you wish both of those guys and all the other ones that have passed, Mac Miller. The list goes on. Little um, Pete. Yeah, man. Like, um, obviously, you wish they were still here, but to be able to still to still jam their music and to know that it that it reached a global audience i think is really powerful too and and they'll live on and continue to live on through their music you know fighting demons was was amazing record that you know came out um everything that's come out you know since juice's past has still been fire it's just crazy to it's crazy to think the kind of work that those guys have in the vault um that that hopefully we'll get a chance to hear but we may never hear you know what i mean yeah, it's always it's always interesting. I even sometimes I get to hear unreleased music from like people I know and stuff, and I'm like, "Damn, this is never dropping." That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always it's always wild when you get to hear something that's like unreleased or never gonna. Because I know like uh, Little Peep, for an example, if you go on YouTube, there's like tons of like unreleased Little Peep songs, and they're all like amazing and like stuff that's never gonna come out probably because it's just so buried or you know on somebody's laptop or whatever, you know. So it's always wild to like hear songs like that and stuff. Now with rap and metal, I mean, obviously the genre melding of that isn't anything new. I mean, like, you know, back in the day, body count, uh, you know, was doing that way, way, way back, like 30 plus years ago now. But how cool is it for you guys as, as guys who are doing it to see those worlds come together? Because I feel like they were both sort of, uh, you know to put it mildly left of center from the mainstream for so long right like that people certain people would hear rap and it would scare the hell out of them and then certain people would hear metal and it would scare the hell out of them you know you had the whole satanic panic back in the day with with metal music in the 80s and and even rap and and um you know the, the parental advisory sticker groups like two live crew like 
you know, uh, gangster rap. I mean, it was it was all stuff that was counterculture. And now it's it's I I feel like in my lifetime, I'm, I'm going to be 35 in a couple of weeks. I would say hip hop is as big as it's ever been. And I would say metal is as big as it's ever been. And, there, and it's more I, I would even argue it's more mainstream than it's ever been. I mean, you know, Chill Panic, you mentioned Linkin Park. I mean, they were they were definitely part of it. And I don't you know, I know some bands like it, some bands don't like it. But that new metal wave when I was in junior high, that's, you know, Limp Bizkit, Corn, Linkin Park. Yeah system of a down i mean the the turn of the the century into the new millennium in the early 2000s man that that stuff was just i remember the first time i heard toxicity and i was like what you know what i mean just yeah be, <laughs> just being I, nice. I, that's it. but i just saw kim i just saw kim dracula did a song with, uh jonathan davis of corn that just dropped today it's crazy oh shit oh, i gotta listen to that kim dracula is yeah. insane dude he's that. wild he's wild I, I, I would know, say I, I I'm ranting, but uh, oh, sorry, I was I was just gonna say I know I'm ranting, but I guess my question in there is just for you guys in it, like how cool is it to see the 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 metal and the hip hop worlds come together and all the collaborations that are happening, and even the work that you guys are doing. I th- I think it's cool. I I think it started from the South Florida scene when X was first come like first coming up because there were also like a lot of rappers who were underground like Omen Thirteen and other people like that that were just like screaming over rap beats. Um, and then I think a lot of there was like a switch in metal, at least of like there were people that were already in bands, but saw that being a rapper or producer was more profitable and, you know, was going to pay their bills rather being in a band and having it split so many ways to a manager, you know, or their bandmates. So I think the idea of becoming a rapper was just more sought after like more just easier to do because you can just literally work from home and rap over somebody's beat on youtube and at the same time like there are rappers that were getting big like scar lord when scar lord first came out literally i remember when his song heart attack got put on my recommended when i first heard it i was like what is this i had no idea at the time what it was it, it like it was just so cool sounding i was just like this is this is like a breath of fresh air like there's nobody doing this. Like at the time there was nobody doing this. And now everybody's screaming over, you know, rap beats and creating different stuff. Um, I think trap metal got very oversaturated over time. Um, now I feel like it's getting a resurgence because of funk. Uh, funk is like the biggest thing in rap right now. P H O N K funk uh, kind of started. <clears throat> there were like rappers early on doing it. And then uh, my homeboy sinister uh, he started like screaming over funk beats and he was working with like the biggest people in funk at the time. And at the time people were like screaming over funk, this is kind of like weird. And then he kind of like pushed the genre forward, you know? And so people, I think that also like funk are also now mixing trap metal with it or are doing stuff with their voice to, you know, bring trap metal back. And like the fact of like singing and rapping, cause I feel like our song Lazarus rising is like a mix of like, a bunch of genres you know it's obviously got trap but it's like you know logan is screaming like he's in a hardcore band and chill panic and logan are also singing on it you know so it's like there's like a good mesh you know i feel like when there's something like that it becomes more of a song and less of just like somebody screaming over a beat for you know two three minutes you know it's it's, it's actually like a song it's something people can get behind something that people are going to listen to which i think trap metal is becoming more of just like songs now like people are trying to do like anything on a beat instead of just doing one particular thing yeah it was a fun song 
Um, but for me, I think it's dope that trap that like rap and metal are coming together because you're starting to see more solo artists who do metal like come on stage without fans and doing sellout tours like you know city morgue did that and you have scar lord that has these like big shows it's it's amazing yeah i just love the not even just metal and rock and everything i mean <laughs> rap and metal but like I just love the whole like evolution that's taken place like the past 10 years because there are so many more artists that can do cool shit now because what you need to produce has like gotten so affordable and like for Lazarus rising, like all the guitars on there, like I'm not playing any of those. It's just a contact library and then the drums are programmed and everything. And you can, so I just love, I, I'm excited to see what happens like the next 10 years with music because it's becoming where, like Logan said, you can be like a solo artist. And if you just learn all the stuff you need to do, you can literally make anything. And if you're a guitar player too, the most excellent time to be a guitar player is now. Like a lot oh, of yeah, people, that, guitar players are producers now. Yeah, that does help a lot when I'm like, like writing the riffs and the piano roll and stuff, like knowing how I would actually play it does come in handy for sure well dudes the last thing i'll ask you and thanks again so much for taking the time to do the show it's been awesome talking to you guys and you're all welcome back whatever man but um with the theme of the show being perseverance and moving forward is there anything that you guys want to share with listeners as far as maybe a tough time that you went through and how you pulled yourself out of it you know and obviously again you know um if there's anything you don't want to share that's totally cool but um with the theme of the show in, in the mantra just being March 4th, anything out there that, uh, that you guys have been through that you feel like would be, you know, helpful for somebody who's going through a tough time right now, or maybe is on the, on the fence of like, ah, should I go for this? Should I make this switch in my career or my life? I love music. Should I, should I do it as, as guys who are doing it? Um, sorry to take this first. I could talk like a fucking hour on this. So if I go too long, just let me know. But, um, I think if anybody is on the fence, um, there are so many reasons to like do what you want to do because like, what's the alternative of not doing it? Like either way at the end of the day, like you're going to fucking die eventually. And like, you can, you can chase your dream like the whole time for your whole life and not make it and still die. But if that happens, like, I'd be way happier doing that than just like giving up on it. And you can like Logan has shown too. like, there's no fucking excuse whatsoever not to do it now. Like this motherfucker is in his wheelchair going on a train, like by himself performing all these shows recording on an iPad. And like, I, and you can actually get with like iPads and stuff like a song me and Titan and Slick have together. I recorded on my iPhone and you can actually mix that and get some really cool sounds from it. So it's like if you have something you want to do and you don't do it, like it's going to haunt you the rest of your life. Like I remember um, like I was working at this factory and like I'm a single dad too and working full time and I wouldn't recommend this, but what I used to do was I took like three months where I wouldn't sleep every other night so that I could like just work on getting better at music and stuff. And that was really detrimental and not a good idea. 
but it's like and i would even like i'd take my laptop to work i'd have 30 minutes for lunch i would fucking go to the office during my lunch break and try to bust out a beat or work on a beat that i was already working on and it's just like if you want anything bad enough there's like no way it's not gonna happen if you like just you just try and like keep going with it and i mean you kind of have to because if not like I, i feel like it'll destroy you it would me anyways yeah, would well, me too for sure. I think in uh, in general, if you want to chase your dreams, just do it because like anything is possible. Like n- nobody, only you are holding yourself back from whatever you want to do. So if you want something so bad, just go get it because because it, it's possible. Like it, I think people have the trouble time of thinking like something is impossible when you can make it possible. You just have to put in the time, the work. Yeah, for Chill Panic's been making music for years. You said you had 200 songs. That's a lot of songs for one person. That's a lot of freaking songs. But he's still going at it. Still going at it. Still killing it. Still doing that. Logan, the same way. Logan had, like, so much of a discography. Like, when I first met him, I was looking on iTunes. Like, Jesus, you put out this many freaking songs? Like, that's a lot. You just you just keep trying. Keep, keep grinding because somebody's going to hear it. You know, somebody's going to like what you do. You just, you just got to keep trying. Maybe there's people that tell you right now, I don't like what you're doing, but guess what? You're going to find people that do, you know, and the people that do are the ones that are going to support you and, you know, care about you. Cause I feel like a lot of people, you know, come up to with like their friends and some of their friends are fake. You know what I mean? Like if you come up with real genuine people that care about what you do, you're going to be fine. You know, just be careful who you hang around, be careful who you give your energy to and just work as hard as you can. Hard work pays off there's that that's there's a term for that hard work pays off you know it's there for a reason you know it's possible absolutely for me i would say the same thing you know always chase your dreams if you have the opportunity and the ability to do it do it don't let time waste you by don't let anxiety get the best of you don't let other people's influence get the best of you and just ignore the haters ignore the people that are trying to coattail right on you and just do the best you can and the right people will come your way i've never had a situation happen where if i've worked for something i don't get it you always get it if you work success is determined by your own own perception of it that's a big you you determine you determine your own success so if i feel that this is what i want to work at when i get to there i'm like yep i'm successful Cause, cause that's how, that's how I got everybody's definition of success is different. You know, that's what I think a lot of people misunderstand. Cause everybody, we're stuck in this age where everybody's just like, if you're not relevant, you're not successful. Like, no, you can be successful and be just fine without being super, you know, quote unquote relevant, you know, just getting it. It's just the fact that just like doing what you want to do. You got to make things happen. Yeah, there's like thousands of artists making a living from their music that we've never heard of. Like, you just got to find your thousand true fans. Yeah, I find a new artist on Spotify every day, <laughs> <laughs> or or at least every once in a while, man. I'm going on Spotify. I'm like, oh, who's this person? Click. Oh, I've heard this other person. They have a song with. Oh, okay, sick. You know. Yeah. Well, and at one point in time too, you know, Van Halen was was playing cover tunes, um, so that they could they could make a name for themselves and, and eventually become Van Halen and, you know, the Beatles, you know, there's a famous photo out there of, of them playing a show where there's like 10 people there 
you know? So I think that's really good advice, fellas, to keep chasing your dreams. Well, dudes, chill panic, little Titan, Logan, I really appreciate the time. I, it was great having all three of you on here. And like I said, you're welcome back anytime. I will obviously put up the links in the podcast description. I want everybody to go check out Lazarus Rising, but for people who aren't aware of you, let them know where they can find you out there. You can find um, Low on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, all the social medias. For Instagram and TikTok, you search, uh, well, Instagram, you go Logan the Drummer One or Low underscore Music 21. For TikTok, it's Low underscore Music 21. And, you know, for Apple Music and all that, what you have to do, type in Low Heavy Hearts or Low, really Low Lazarus Rising. And if you see somebody that has a little anime cover, that's us. Come rock out. Uh, I'm Little Titan. That's L-I-L-T-Y-T-A-N on all platforms, every social media platform. I think the only one that's like different is Twitter, which is L-I-L-T-Y-T-A-N underscore. Uh, but yeah, my social media, my everything, you just search up Little Titan and I'll pop up. Yeah, my fit life is not <laughs> my club penguin. <laughs> <laughs> My Zanga. Uh, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I used to love Zanga, but um, uh, chill panic underscore music everywhere on all the platforms. Uh, chill as in cold and panic like anxiety. Uh, our next song, all three of us, because we've got another song dropping on March 10th. Uh, it is called On Sight and it is with Lindsay Schoolcraft who sung on Cyber Hex by Motionless and White. Super dope solo artist. She makes incredible music. Uh, yeah, we have her on a song, and it, it's going to be sick. Chill Panic produced the beat. Me and Logan did vocals, and she also did vocals and a melody on it. Uh, it's it's sick. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. It's one of our best songs. It is really one of the most different songs we've ever made. Well, dudes, thanks again so much, man, genuinely for taking the time. It's always inspiring to talk to other people out there chasing their dreams like I'm doing. And um, I, I hope you guys go as far as you want to go, man. Keep, keep, you know, putting your feet to the pavement. Keep doing your thing, man. I, I genuinely enjoy what you guys are doing. And it's uh, it's just really cool to uh, to hear you guys going after it and staying on your grind with your music and making the stuff that you love, man. So just don't stop. That's what somebody told me uh, in the last year too with this podcast. They're like, just don't, just don't stop. Keep going. So that's what I'll pass on to y'all, man. And you're welcome back anytime. Appreciate that. And Thank thanks you for so having much. us on. Thank you so much. You're welcome, fellas. We'll stay in touch, man. I hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks again for spending some of your Friday night with me. Appreciate it. Go shizzy. Go shizzy. Go shizzy. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Low, Little Titan, and Chill Panic. Make sure you go follow these guys on Instagram at Logan the Drummer One, and that is the number one, not one spelled out. At Little Titan, and that is L I L T Y T A N, and at Chill Panic underscore Music. The links to all of their stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll to the bottom of that podcast description. Hit those links and go follow and support these guys and what they're doing, man. They're making dope content. 
They've got another new single that they collaborated on coming out this Friday, March 10th. It's called On Sight. I can't wait to listen to that one as well. So please, man, I, I you know, I respect anybody who's chasing their dreams. I respect anybody who has the courage to go after what they love, man. And these guys are going at it full force. And uh, I'm really excited for what the future has in store for them. Like I said, I loved Lazarus Rising. It's a banger. Go check that out. The link to that will be in this podcast description as well, including for the music video. But uh, I really just appreciate what these guys are doing. And I just want to say thanks again, Low, Little Titan, Chill Panic. I'm, I'm really grateful for you guys coming on the podcast and spending an hour of your time with me. I think we were recording on a Friday night too. Um, so there's a lot of other things that y'all could have been doing and for you guys to, to take the time to come on this podcast and share your story of your friendship and, and your collaborations with each other and the story of how you guys have built this friendship uh, and, and talked about, you know, each of your own individual musical endeavors and the stuff that you guys are making. It was really dope, man. It was really cool. And, you know, I've said this before, but sometimes you talk to people and it's like you already knew them in a past life or something, or you're just kindred souls. And we all share that love of music. And it's just really cool when I have conversations that just flow with, with people who love music as well, and, and especially love the heavy, grimier stuff. Uh, you know, that is the stuff that speaks to me the most, man. It's it's not just lip service. I really love Lazarus Rising, and I can't wait to hear On Sight. And uh, I'm just I'm just really excited for you guys and what 2023 has in store, man, especially since we're right at the beginning of the year. So once again, everybody, please go support these guys one more time. At Logan the Drummer 1, as in the number one on Instagram, at Lil Titan on Instagram, L-I-L. T-Y-T-A-N and at chill panic underscore music on Instagram. It's all in the podcast description. If you want to follow me, my stuff is in the podcast description as well. At March 4th pod at Mike V Bauman on Twitter at March 4th pod is my Instagram and the website is March 4th There's also a link tree in there as well. That is like the one-stop shop for all of my stuff. Uh, there's a bio if you are a first time listener and you want to learn more about past music features that I've done as far as stories, not, you know, I'm not on the mic rapping or anything like that. I don't got skills like that and I can't scream and and do all the stuff that these dudes do. But, um, but I used to write music features back in the day for those of you who are interested in checking some of those out. Uh, some of my handiwork is in, is in my bio on my, uh, on my link tree on my site. So so yeah, man, and if you and if you would be so kind, I hate begging for this stuff, but if you did enjoy this episode, please tell a friend to tell a friend, like and share it, subscribe so you don't miss new content. You can check out the back catalog as well. I think it goes back like maybe 15 or 20 deep on the streaming services, and I think it goes back even further on the website at march4th.podbeam.com. But if you take the time on either Spotify or Apple to leave a rating for the show, and Apple also lets you leave a review, that goes a long way in helping the show rank higher and get out to more people. And ultimately, that's what I want, man. Not because I'm trying to be famous or anything like that, but really because I'm I, I'm just excited about the music that these dudes are making, and I want it to get out to more people. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. If Spotify or Apple or any one of the other major streaming services that this podcast is on, like iHeart or Stitcher or Amazon or TuneIn, uh, Audible, if they want to throw me some of that Joe Rogan money, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, there's going to be some stipulations, but I will listen to their offers. 
Um, I don't know why I want to do like a fancy southern lady voice. Now, that is just not appropriate, gentlemen. I don't know why you have to talk like that. Jesus is watching. It's because it's late, man, and I need more sleep. But, um, but yeah, to, to, to get the train back on the track here, man, I just want to say, once again, thank you to everybody who listens. But, yeah, if you do take the time to like and subscribe, share, uh, especially leaving a rating, on either Spotify or Apple, whatever music service you use, uh, that does go a long way in helping the show get out to more people. And these are talented guys that deserve their shine and deserve more attention. And uh, I want to see the numbers for Lazarus Rising go up. I want to see the their individual musical projects and endeavors that they're working on going up. And uh, I also want to see people getting pumped up for on-site dropping this Friday, March 10th. So... Everybody, thanks again. I love you all. I'm going to put this bad boy together and get some sleep. I hope that everybody's having a great start to their week, a great start to their month. March is my favorite month of the year because it is my birthday. Some of you might have put two and two together that my birthday is actually March 4th. And if you didn't, now you know. So I'm excited to get a chance to just get a little R&R, get a little time away from work. And, uh, you know, just continue to to crank out content that hopefully all of you enjoy. So on that note, I'm going to say keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Low, Little Titan, and Chill Panic. Here is their single, Lazarus Rising. Peace. How many more people have to die? I'm a god resurrected from the pits of Lazarus Earning wealth and riches for my 